Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of She Draws Attention with me, your host, Tiffany Parsons. So I have formally decided that I am going to now be posting episodes on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays because Tuesdays are kind of a weird day for me. Um, It worked in the beginning, but it looks like Wednesday is going to be the better day. So we are now every Wednesday. So with that, let's go ahead and hop into our episode starting right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of She Draws Attention. I'm so excited to have you guys here with me. And this week's topic is something that I've always had in the back of my mind and I knew that I was going to talk about at some point, but because of things that have happened today and things that have happened this past week, I think that this is the perfect time to talk about this. So, the name of today's episode is called Miss Moody, and the reason why I am talking about this is because I'm going to talk about some things that are not just difficult for me to talk about, but also things that I feel are difficult for a lot of you listening to talk about. So let's just get into it, have a conversation, listen, and, uh, you know, if you relate to this, let me know. Let me know if you feel the same way I do, or if you've had things happen and let me know your experience. I want to know. By the way, you all can follow me on Instagram at she draws attention and also, you know, talk to me in my Facebook group. Uh, right now it's under construction, but for those of you that are listening that are already in my Facebook group, let me know what you think there as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Miss Moody, the title of this episode. So the past week or so, there have been a lot of celebrities in the news that have decided to take their own lives. And it is very, very sad to hear about. It is shocking to a lot of people to hear about, and it is very overwhelming for people who suffer through some of the things that these individuals have to hear about, because... And let me just preface this by saying everyone deals with their mental health in different ways. Some ways are very constructive, some are destructive. However, everyone deals with their mental health in the way that they feel is the best way to deal with it. And in retrospect, it may not always be the best way, but people cope differently with different things and different things affect people differently. So just as a a side note, I will be speaking from my own viewpoint, my own personal situation This in no way, shape, or form reflects everyone or the whole general population. And anything that I talk about here is going to be my perception. 
So it's my view and my opinion on how things are. It may not reflect how things actually are, but it's the way that I see it. So please, by all means, don't take my words to diagnose people or to even diagnose yourself. If you feel like you are going through some things and you are having a hard and difficult time, please, please, please seek help and talk to someone who has a lot more experience in treatment than I do. Okay, so now that I've gotten that out of the way, just in case, you know, had to put a disclaimer out there, let's talk about mental health. So this past week, Um, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain both committed suicide. And to a lot of people, that was extremely shocking and extremely unexpected. And understandably so, because both of these individuals were very well-known very well-loved, and both of them offered things to the world that people valued and that people respected. And it's probably very difficult to understand how someone who seemingly has it all, who seemingly has the best life, the best situation, you know, all the money, living in New York, you know, how, how could someone do that? How could someone take their own life? How could somebody be that upset and depressed and unhappy to where they would do that? And I am here to tell you that it's not an easy decision to make. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's an easy decision. I don't think it's an easy decision because when you are well known, people are going to notice that you're gone. (laughs) They're going to notice for one. And for two, People have expectations of you. They think that they know who you are. They think that you're happy. They think that you're, you know, this this person that measures up to their expectations. And because they're a public figure, you're able to, you know, they're able to accept criticism and they're able to expect demands from people and I can only imagine how daunting and how crazy that must feel that feeling how overwhelming that is to keep up with people's expectations to take care of other people to keep your legacy going especially when you're in business for yourself and everything relies on you, how overwhelming that could be and how it could get. Also, throw into the mix, if you have any family or children or people that you care about, And you feel that you are impeding on their life somehow, that people would be better without you in it. That is also heartbreaking because you get to this point where you just feel like, I just can't do this. And Maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't really want to end your life, but you feel like that is the only option because that's all you can see in front of you and ahead of you, which I feel when people think of things that way, that 
it's a lot easier to accept and that you don't view your suicide as leaving, you know, people behind or creating sadness. You view it as martyring yourself and doing the world a favor by not having you in it anymore. And as we all know, that just isn't the truth. So what, why does this um, hit me so hard and what prompted me to go there today? Well, let me tell you a story. So years and years and years and years ago, I had something really bad happen to me. And in going through that event, I felt numb initially. And then after a few months of feeling numb, I started having feelings where I knew something wasn't okay where I knew that I was sad, where I didn't feel good enough, and it affected my relationships, and it affected people around me. I was withdrawn from people. I didn't feel good enough. And that is when things really started to change for me. So, I decided that I was going to go into therapy. And I did. I did go into therapy. And therapy was good. And then I got medication to help me cope with things that I was experiencing from my traumas. And that was good. And I was okay. But then, a couple months later, because I was feeling good and I was feeling okay, I decided to get into a relationship. And I was in a relationship and things were good. But then things changed. And when they did, I felt horrible again. And I was still going to therapy, still on my, but this time not on medication because I was now pregnant and was getting ready to have a baby. And I didn't want to be on medication while I was pregnant. Now, let me just say that Some medications are okay if you're pregnant and some aren't. And my particular medication wasn't a medication that was okay. So I was not on medication. So after that, lots of therapy, having a baby, getting off therapy, therapy, getting off, having a baby, going back on medication, going to therapy, back on medication, going to therapy, trying a lot of different things, learning how to be a mom, learning how to be a wife, taking care of things. Things changed a lot over the years. And I got older and my goals changed. Things changed. And I was trying to deal with something that really needed to be dealt with, but never fully was able to have all the things line up, all the therapy sessions, all the medications, everything line up. So fast forward a couple years and... Now I'm 
a 30-something-year-old woman that has a family, who is married, who has struggled very hard over the past couple of years with depression. And to many people am viewed as someone who is very happy, who is excited, who's mostly positive, I feel. But I have been struggling with depression for years. And for those that are closest to me, they all know. And now everybody in podcast world knows. But for those closest to me, they know that I have been struggling. And even for people that are closest to me, maybe don't recognize how how much really I have struggled with depression. Um, a long time, a long time. And the reason why I talk about it today is because I went to a doctor. So let me tell you my whole life story. Basically, I am on a journey to get back to a healthy place with not just my mental health, but also with my physical health because I am very overweight. And actually, overweight probably isn't the right word. If we want to get really technical, like I'm basically half fat, (laughs) like I'm basically half fat right now. And you know, that's not healthy for most people. Now, for the past maybe two years, I've been trying to be okay with that, like really trying. And most days I'm okay, or at least I feel like I'm okay. But in reality, I'm not, I'm just not. And it's not because I'm overweight, like that's not why. It's because it physically has taken a toll on my body in ways that I can't even describe to you. I mean, I can, but it's awful. And because of that, I have decided that now is definitely the time that I have to get into shape, get into motion, and do the right things to get back on track so I can be healthy and I can take care of myself the way that I deserve to be taken care of. So with that being said, I have decided that I am going to seek help to have help with potentially losing weight. And one of those ways is by getting weight loss surgery. Now, a lot of people may have certain reservations about this, and that's understandable. But at the end of the day, it's not for those people, you know, and it's not for you. It's for me. And it's for me to feel better, um, not just mentally and emotionally, but physically as well. Because let me tell you, when you're carrying over 100 pounds more than you should be, um, that's very taxing. I mean, try carrying around a duffel bag with 100 plus pounds in it all day, every day, when you wake up, when you go to bed, and tell me you wouldn't want to take it off either. So now that that cat is out of the bag, 
where does depression come into this? Well, it might not be for the reasons that you think. You're probably all sitting there thinking, oh, you're fat. That's why you're depressed, obviously. Well, no, not really. Um, I'm not depressed because I'm fat. I mean, yes, there are things, it's the things that I'm not able to do and the things that are handicapping me because of my weight that give into that. So that's one thing. The other thing is that I am depressed because there's just a lot of things that have happened in my life that unbeknownst to me, I've kind of just swept under the rug. And I never thought that I was that type of a person to really just sweep things under the rug. If you ask anyone who knows me, I'm pretty open about a lot of different things. But I guess there's some things that I've still been sweeping under the rug and hoping that I could get over alone by myself. And the reality is I just can't do it. I just can't because hormones are a crazy thing. You know, your biology is a crazy thing. Some things you can change and some things are genetic and it's in your DNA and biological problems are very, very, very difficult to fix. They just are. And one of those things is weight. If you are predisposed to certain things and certain conditions, then you're going to have a very difficult time handling it and dealing with it. And what can I say? I am fortunate enough to be blessed with problems. (laughs) So what led to today's discussion about depression? Well, because I'm going through this weight loss surgery protocol, there are lots of steps involved. You know, contrary to popular belief or however you know, weight loss shows make it look like you don't just go to your doctor and say, hey, I want gastric bypass or a gastric sleeve or whatever. I don't want I want that today. Hook me up, do your thing, and then you lose a bunch of weight. That is not how that works at all. Actually, it's a lot more work than a lot of people think. So What I'm going through right now is I've had to go through an orientation. Um, I've had to go through a nutrition class. I've had to go to a wellness class. I've had to go to um, a psychological evaluation, which is what I went to today. And that was... First of all, I woke up super early this morning so I could go to it. Second of all, I go to it and I go to this evaluation thing. I have to fill out, like, do this little bubbled in test. Probably about a thousand questions that I had to answer today. No joking. Literally a thousand questions. And... It took me about an hour to get through all of them, just filling in the blanks and bubbling them in and what have you. And after going through all of that, I had to go talk one-on-one with a psychiatrist. Now, for obvious reasons, for surgeries and things like that, if you are not psychologically in the right frame of mind, it could be more detrimental to your health to have a surgery done than not to. Because as we know, there's a lot of things that can happen in surgery. You know, you could get really sick. 
It could go worse as than expected. It can go better than expected. There's a lot of variables in there. But generally speaking, people want you to be in the right frame of mind. So, you know, you're not depressed and you don't off yourself because you are not liking how things are going or maybe it's too much of a change or what have you. They want you to be in the right frame of mind. So I go to my exam, I take all the tests and I answer honestly um, for the most part and I'll explain that in a second. Um, I explain everything to the best of my ability and I turn in the test and the psychologist or psychiatrist calls me back in and is telling me, look, Here's the thing. I went over all of your things. I went over your medical history. And I think that you still have some work to do before you can get this surgery. And that was so heartbreaking to me to hear that today. It was extremely difficult to hear because I knew that obviously she was looking at my chart and she has seen my medical history and my mental well-being and it was just devastating. You know, I felt like this person is judging me. They are judging my life. They're judging what I've been through. She probably thinks I'm psychotic and that I'm crazy and that I don't have a grip over who I am and that I don't know who I am. Like, I just was devastated to hear that. And, but in talking to her, because I'm also the type of person where I really want to understand things. I have to understand them. If there's any room for things to be misconstrued, I need it out of the equation because I need to understand what is happening. So, you know, I ask her, like, what's going on? Like, why? Why do I have to? Why is this stalled? And what is your concern? And the biggest concern is because of depression. Now, I know that this is going to sound really bizarre. But for some reason, when this lady said that you definitely have depression, Tiffany, you definitely have depression, and I think that things could be better for you. I really feel that they could be better for you. And I just want you to talk to somebody and I want you to have, you know, a good life and I want you to to feel better about yourself. Honestly, this was like I was hearing this for the very first time. For the very first time, okay? Now, I know what some of you may be thinking. Like, well, Tiffany, if you've had trouble before, why does this feel like you're hearing it for the very first time? Because, guys, I guess that a part of me has been like, you're just having a hard time. Like, you're not depressed. I think I was in denial about what depression actually was. And I think the reason why I was in denial about it was, yeah, there were moments where I was sad. And yeah, there were moments where I cried. But just because you're sad and you're crying, like, yes, that's a telltale sign of depression, maybe. But you know what? Sometimes I cry when I'm mad and sometimes I cry when I'm happy. Crying doesn't mean that you're depressed. It might mean that you're sad. It might mean that you're grieving, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you're depressed. 
Depression to me or for me has always been that feeling of like not belonging and not having a purpose and not feeling like you belong. That is what depression feels like for me. Depression is a very isolating thing. Um, it's one of those things like I could I could be happy, happy with people, but I'm just not happy with me. And I know that sounds so bizarre. I know for those of you that actually know me, that might sound extremely bizarre to you. Um, you may think, wow, like what? Like, but you're happy and you smile. And just because you have depression doesn't mean that you can't have moments where you feel happy and where you're excited for things. Um, but I think where depression lies, or at least where it lies in me, is that you feel like, and this is once again, like I said, my own personal feelings. I always end up feeling like, you know, it's kind of like you have this this person, not literally, okay, I don't hear voices, but it's like you have this person behind you that's saying, you know, you're you're not good enough, you're not, you know, people don't want to hang out with you, you're a burden, you're inconveniencing people, you're not as good as others. And when you have that, when you are depressed, you just deal with it. Um, I feel that as a person that suffers from depression, you, you pull yourself in, you draw yourself away from people. You know, I've experienced people that have insecurities before. I've experienced people that have issues like anger management issues and people that have insecurities with their self and they feel bad about themselves, you know, but it's not necessarily depression. Um, I feel like people that actually have depression from my own personal experience, so there's that, it's a feeling of, you know, wanting to belong, but not feeling that you have a place, and really not feeling like you have a place, um, feeling isolated, feeling that you don't have people to talk to, or feeling like people don't want to talk to you or value you. Um, when I look at, you know, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, and especially Anthony Bourdain, because I watched this little video, um, I guess he did a Facebook Live, and of him you know, talking with some other guy, I guess, about their shows, like the new season. And they were answering questions from the their fans on Facebook. And, you know, right out the gate, somebody had asked a question like, where, how do you see yourself retiring? Do you, when do you think you'll retire? Do you see yourself retiring? And Anthony Bourdain says, no. Honestly, I'll probably die before I retire. And, you know, and and some people, you know, and the guy beside him was like kind of laughing about it, you know, like nervously laughing. And then, you know, Anthony Bourdain continues and he says something to the effect of, you know, 
like I, after seeing the things that I've seen and doing some of the things I do, like, I just don't see myself retiring. I, you know, my life's pretty, you know, pretty much a mess. And I don't, you know, see myself being here much longer. And there's lots of things within that, that interview where he says that are just very, very bleak. And it's not like, and in hindsight, it's 2020, right? We can look at things and we can see them and we think, okay, our friends, they're just joking or, oh, they're just, you know, they're just being dramatic. That's always a great one, you know, but when it comes to depression specifically, um, it is definitely something that the person who's depressed, they can't just, you can't click out of it. You can say that you want to all you want, and you can say that you have, but you just can't. It's just, you can't click out of it. Um, some people, it's only temporary, but for others, it's a permanent thing. And you just have to get through it the best way that you can. And thankfully, we live in a time where there is therapy and there are support groups and there are medications and things like that that are available that are a resource. But the thing that to me that is the most important thing to talk about when it comes to mental illness and depression and anxiety and just mental illness as a whole is from my own experience, from my own appointment that happened today, you know, I felt defeated in a lot of ways. I felt that great, you know, now my secret is uncovered. This lady knows that I'm depressed and and I don't want to be. I desperately don't want to be depressed. Because when you're depressed, it's like you're carrying this bag, just a bag of weight with you. And you have to take it everywhere you go. And not everybody understands why you have a bag. You know, it makes sense in context of traveling. Oh, you have a suitcase. Oh, you must be traveling. You must be going to somewhere awesome. Right? When you're in an airport, carrying a big suitcase makes a lot of sense. But when you're in public and you're just hanging out with your friends and you have this giant suitcase with you and your friends are like, where are you going? Why do you have that? Why didn't you just leave that at home? Why didn't you just let go? Why didn't you just unpack that and put it away? Why are you bringing it out with you? I mean, seriously, think about it. This is what mental illness is like. Having a mental illness, having this train of thought. That's what it's like. You are carrying this big bag with you. Okay, maybe yours is a little bag, but you're carrying it with you everywhere. You go swimming, there it is. You go out to eat, there it is. You're trying to have a fun time with your love interest, it's there too. It's everywhere. It's there when you're in the shower. It's there when you go to sleep. It's there when you're just trying to get away from it. You still have it there. It's there and it's with you for a really long time. And the longer that you carry that bag, the heavier it feels. And eventually you want to just drop it on the floor 
And if you drop it, then it busts open. And if it busts open, everything falls out. And that, to me, is is what this feels like. You know, I've had this bag that I've been carrying with me for many, many, many years. And for the most part, I can carry it fine. I feel like I've been carrying it fine. I feel that I've been um, dressing it up very nicely, that I've been, you know, making it so it's not as conspicuous to find. Um, But then I have moments where my bag gets heavy and I want to set it down. And there's a difference between setting your bag down and giving your arm a rest and letting it drop to the floor and explode open. There's a difference. And there have been times where I've dropped my bag and instead of setting it down because I didn't set down the bag when I needed to and therefore it dropped. And that is really a difficult thing to handle and to deal with because ultimately at the end of the day, the only person on earth who can take care of you is yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, you shouldn't depend on anyone else to do so. Because nobody's going to understand your thoughts and emotions better than you. Nobody's going to understand what goes through your head. And I mean, this is just figuratively speaking than you. You may not understand why you feel the way that you do. And that's okay. Because that's understandable if you have a mental illness. But where I'm going with this is... This has been something that is so taboo to talk about. And even in me talking about it during this episode, it is still extremely difficult to talk about. Extremely difficult. Because I know that I will get judged for it. I will be looked at differently. I never like to lead into a conversation and say, hi, I'm Tiffany and I suffer from a mental illness. But I feel like, because, you know, and I think most people don't want to. I feel like if more people were honest about their feelings and their emotions, And not just the negative ones or the good ones. And you know, hopefully you understand what I mean. A lot of people are very open about saying what their political views are. They're very open about talking about what they feel other people should and should not be doing. And that is good, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not, but let's be honest. If more of us, instead of being like, oh, well, these types of people are awful and my types of people are the best. And if we, instead of doing that, spent more time telling each other how we felt and took accountability for our actions and said, you know what? The reason why I'm upset about this is because I have this going on in my life or because I feel like there's a stigma with this situation or because I feel like it's, you know, not okay for this, that and the third. You know, if we spent more time kind of addressing everyone's mental health because think about it half the reason why people do the things they do is because they feel ashamed because they feel like they can't talk about their thoughts they can't talk about what they're thinking because they're afraid of being judged or it's not socially acceptable 
or that they think people look at them like they're crazy or that they're trying to harm people. And that's not it at all. You know, just because I have depression and I have moments where I feel sad and where I feel like I'm not wanted here doesn't mean that I'm not capable of loving other people or wanting that for myself. That's not what that means. And I think that people get so mixed up and that's why whenever these stories come out of people that commit suicide and hurt themselves and things like that, you know, there's always this thread of comments where there's these people that are blaming the people that took their lives. And even in them taking their lives, they're still criticized. They're still being called selfish and and taking the easy way out and all of that. And at the end of the day, that's not what anyone wants. I think the only people that take the easy way out are people that commit crimes and know that they're going to get caught and they know that they did something awful to someone else and they don't want to pay the price. That, I think, is the only exception to this. And then once again, that's my opinion. But let's think about it. People that typically commit crimes and do horrific things are probably mentally disturbed because normal people don't want to murder other people or at least follow through with it. Um, I think mentally, you know, sane people don't want to. But then again, I don't know. And I don't want to make a judgment, you know, judge someone there because everyone's different. But my point being is mental health should not be stigmatized. It needs to be something that people talk about. You know, there is no reason why at all I should feel so embarrassed about talking to a trained professional in the field about what is something that is happening to me that is completely involuntary and outside of my control because nobody wishes depression on themselves. Nobody wishes a mental illness on themselves. And some things could be corrected with cognitive behavioral therapy and other things need medication. But the only way that you're going to know is by going to a doctor and talking to someone and not being afraid to take that first step to say, you know what, I'm not feeling my best or I feel anxious or I feel whatever type of way and really owning that and accepting it and knowing that there is hope for you and that there are plenty of resources out there for people that want to help you and that want to help you get better. And that is something that I am truly, truly, truly making an effort to do because I don't want to be hurting anymore. I don't need to be in pain and I don't need to suffer. You know, if it was someone who was going through cancer or someone who was going through getting surgery or something like that, you know, you wouldn't say just don't do it because of one thing, you would say, no, get the treatment. You need a treatment plan. Go for it. Do what you need to do. But for some reason with mental health, it's there's such a stigma there. So my hope in this long podcast, probably the longest episode that I've ever done, but I feel also the most serious one is this. Here's my words for those of you out there that are listening, where maybe these words resonate with you, where maybe 
they will resonate with someone that you know right now who's going through this. What I want to say to you is, is that the journey to getting your mental health in check and getting yourself taken care of is mostly difficult. It is, it can, well, it can be difficult, but it is something that is utterly necessary. You can't be your true self and take care of other people without taking care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself and you have to do what's going to be right for you and what's going to be right for your family. And your family can't survive without you. So you have to do the best that you can. And whether that means talking to someone or going to a therapist, that's exactly what needs to happen. Because at the end of the day, your health is so important. So, so very much. So, with that, I want to just leave you with this. Know that you are of value. You truly are. No matter how down you are, no matter how sad you are feeling, I need you to understand that there is nobody on this earth that is like you and that can bring what you have to offer to anyone else here. Only you can do that. Only you have the ability to do that. So know that you're of worth, know that you're of value, and know that you are appreciated every single day that you are appreciated and that we love you and that I love you and that if you ever feel like you just are having a really, really hard time, you can send me a message anytime and I will talk to you because at the end of the day, us girls, we need to stick by each other. We need to help each other. It's hard. It's hard being a woman. It can get very difficult and stressful and emotional, just depending on what time of the month we're on. But at the end of the day, being there for each other, being supportive, being loving, and being compassionate is where it's all at. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of She Draws Attention. I will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Bye, y'all.